Listener Production. Relish, chutney, hollandaise or HB. Things are about to get saucy. You naughty little monkeys, you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Talking to Daddy Mac the other day, um, you know, just chatting about one of my cousins. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I was saying, oh, yeah, no, I haven't heard from them for a little while. And, uh, and Dad said, oh, yeah, you know, this was happening, this is happening. I said, oh, how, how do you know about this? And he said, oh, on WhatsApp. Haven't you checked her status? I said, what? What's the Daddy Mac doing on WhatsApp? I know, right? So he goes, yeah, you go into WhatsApp and then next to, next to calls and messages, there's status. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and so fair enough, I open WhatsApp. And there's my cousin posting all of these, like, stories with them and their baby on... on, uh, Yeah, and it's like this whole thing. Oh, my God, he's posted one himself. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, nah, that was definitely an accident. That is a pocket shot if ever I've seen one. All right, but the fact of the matter is... Wait, 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 It's just like a black screen from in the pocket. Yeah, it's definitely an accident. That is... I don't know how he's done that. Look at that. (laughs) Yeah, that is... That is. <laughs> that's just. That's a pocket time. or a palm print or something. Anyways, I do remember seeing my dad's camera roll one time, and it was all pocket <laughs> shots, just like everything. But it was the first time dads taught me about wow. what's up with technology. I was like, "What the heck?" So let us know when has your parent, uh, you know, taken you to school <laughs> recently, especially when it comes to the tech world. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, your grandma bought Bitcoin before you or something. Uh, please do let us know. Well, on today's show, we're going to be having a chat with someone who is hanging out with their mum. Ursula Carlson is going to be joining us a little bit later on. Incredible comedians, just announced a oh. massive tour of Australia. Such a funny person, and we cannot wait to have her on All Day Breakfast once more. Um, yeah, last time was brilliant, and so, yeah, cannot wait to have Ursula back on again, Matt. Yeah, now look, and yesterday I did promise to tell you a the joke that I planned That's to tell right. on a long-forgotten TV show, which I... Quit slash got fired from, um, and I want you to help me settle this in my head because I've mm. I've never been able to reconcile whether the joke was inappropriate or whether it was you know went above the bar. So mm. let me know uh, what you thought. That'll be coming up a little bit later on. As always, the intentions are good. It's just was the wording good enough? Was it funny enough? Did it punch? Up rather than down. Up or down. Oh, it's always a tough one. There's a lot of things to consider. And, you know, given you listen to Matt and Alex, you are comedy experts and connoisseurs. And so we do think that you have the expertise to see whether or not Matt O'Kai was correct to pitch this joke to his TV show, who coincidentally let him go a few days later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, it sounds like they're linked. There's more to it. But anyways, all right. Let's, see, yeah, let's 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 start the show. Matt and Alex, all their breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Don't you love those videos, Matt, where like there's an old water tower that's been derelict for so long, and so like they strap bombs to it, and it like goes out, and it's like a controlled demolition collapse in and of itself. It just looks so looks so incredible. Bro, the last time I saw a water tower in anything was probably an episode of Animaniacs. So I don't know what you're talking about. 
Well, I'm talking about the most recent collapse that I saw, and that's the English batting lineup who collapsed spectacularly yesterday. Loved seeing them go down. Um, the first ball, Mitchell Stark comes in, bowls the dude around his legs. First ball yeah, of the Ashes. That was, pretty, that was vicious. That should be unfair. Like, I mean, I was feeling sorry at that point because mm. you should be playing backyard rules. <laughs> For the first yeah. ball of the first game of the fir- of the series, yeah. after all that we've been through, yeah. there should be just a, hey, nah, that was just a warm-up. Can't like, go out first good. ball. First one's free, right? Well, they are bringing in backyard rules. I put on Instagram the other night, I looked up because a, one in the Big Bash, someone won the flip. I'm like, did they get rid of the word toss from it? Was it too rude or something? It's like, no, you flip <laughs> the bat over and if it lands roof side up, which is the edge side or the flat side up, that's who wins the flip. Well, if Bron knew about this, I didn't realise that this is a thing in Melbourne. Bron, what's going on with the uh, roofs and flats? Oh, at um, a few trivia nights I've been to, they have a cricket bat and if it's you put your hands on your head or you put your hands all the way out like a big T and if, if it lands, if the cricket bat lands uh, roof up and your hands are on your head, it kind of just goes down. So it's like true or false. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. And then it goes, mm. so so it's just all the random. That's pretty cool. I didn't realise that that's a thing. I've never seen that before. And then you win a jug if you last all the way to the end. And they do jug, a few jug, tosses. Jug, jug, <laughs> jug, jug, <laughs> jug. Have you won the jug before, Bron? I have once, I think. Hey, there, there you go. go. Goodness me. Uh, well, well, okay. So they, they're doing that in the big I reckon I didn't know. If I, was, if I had to choose, I'd probably rather win a jug than an urn. Have you seen how small the Ashes urn is? It's tiny. Pretty Maybe insignificant. Nah, give me a jug, jug any day of the week. Yeah. But, <laughs> but listen, it's good to see the cricket bat and good to see big events happening again in stadiums around Australia. And in the lead up, I mean, there was a you know, great national anthem, a very well done welcome to country, can I say as well, at the Gabba. But there was also a nod to some people who, who I, hadn't, I hadn't seen included before. This was after the first two nice and special things, the Gabba announcer gave a welcome to these people. Cricket is a sport for all, and we welcome all fans and participants, regardless of their identity, background, beliefs, or choices. I was watching that, and I'm like, whoa, choices? I haven't seen people who make choices welcomed to an event before. I mean, a few of the other things. I have absolutely seen before, but that's because there are many parts of the community who have been discriminated for many years about things that they cannot choose, such as people they're attracted to or the colour of their skin. But welcoming people regardless of their choices, that's very thats very forward-thinking, Matt O'Connor, particularly in a world where people who choose not to get vaccinated cannot come to major events. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's broad, isn't it? I mean, you like to be all-inclusive, but... Um... I mean, some choices are bad. <laughs> some like some people truly make some terrible, terrible choices in life. And look, we've been we've been part of those people before. And if we walked up to the Gabba sometimes, I mean, Matt, if the announcer at the Gabba knew every choice you made in your life, do you think they'd still welcome you? <laughs> I wouldn't be allowed to get off at the train station, mate. They wouldn't even. Hey, actually, I'll tell you something because you were talking about the, the Welcome to Country. Mm. Two uh, schools of thought behind the meaning of the name Woolen Gabba, mm. uh, of course, where the Gabba is from. Either Woolen Kapam, right, mm-hmm. meaning whirling waters, or another option is Woolen Woolun Gabba, which is two Indigenous words for fight 
talk place. Ooh. Place where you gather for a bit of fight talk. Gee. Obviously some stern words, maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, some some back and forth. Hey, you know, get, get settle some arguments. I mean, oldest living culture in the world potentially could make a uh, an eight mile esque movie of <laughs> in Gabba, uh, in the Gabba. Uh, uh, around wool and gabba. It would make sense. Yeah. Um, but I went to school around that part of uh, town, and uh, yeah, love it. Absolutely love and it. And we like to welcome you know everyone here. We like to be a very inclusive show as well here, Matt O'Kine. So we would like to welcome people of all beliefs. Um, what did he say? Cricket is a sport for all, and we welcome all fans and participants, regardless of their identity, background, beliefs, or choices. It's very yeah. broad. It's yeah. Interesting. Um, but look, they've said it out there, so we checked the fine print and to try and find a few uh, people who they would not be welcoming, and it, it turns out that they are. They did mention there are people that they are welcoming, despite some pretty poor choices, and we've got a list of them right here. You're welcome at the Gabber, even if you choose to talk about crypto at a barbecue. Very open-minded from the management there. Um, the Gabber will be welcoming people who head along to the ice creamery and choose vanilla ice cream out of all of the choices. What Who no doubt go home and choose to drop it on their beige carpet would have their cavoodle named okay. Millie lick it up. Okay. okay. <laughs> the Gabba will welcome you to watch a game even if you choose to stand up once the plane's landed even though the seatbelt sign hasn't been turned off yet. Apparently you can go watch a game of cricket still. Um... Still, come one, come all, including people who choose to clip their nails in the car. It's a Holden, not a salon, all right? <laughs> but clip them at the Gabba, why not? Well, you can sit back, uh, enjoy a skewy of mid-strength and watch the uh, ashes take place, even if you can't order a single thing on a menu without choosing to request that the chef modify it to your tastes. <laughs> I, for those people, I don't think that's a choice. I think it is a compulsion that they cannot help. You know, you can just try to like coriander. You can try. All right. Pick it out once it's on your plate. Not everything has to be made specifically for you. Literally, this is a direct quote from Woods one time at, um, at a brunch spot. said, hey, I know it says no modifications. Would you mind if I modified something? <laughs> modifying the rules I love it It's like It's not it. even asking Without seeing it in there It's like I saw this But can you change the rules What a choice I choose to not see these rules Well she's welcome At the cricket Yeah the turnstiles Will be rolling through For people who choose The tuba As their instrument <laughs> When they Bro, choose From any of them Hey Hey, hey, the tuba, you don't choose the tuba, the tuba chooses you. You know what people are choosing if they choose the tuba? They choose back problems, baggage fees and virginity. Those are the three things the tuba chooses choose. You're hitting, you're really punching low, mate. As an ex-tuba player, I don't like this at all. Well, that's where you... I wore that thing on my back for three years, okay? Why? Get a smaller (laughs) instrument! 
It wasn't easy to fit on the bus with the with the exactly. wheelie one, so, so I had to wear it on my back. Why'd you choose it? Why'd you choose the tuba? <laughs> so many lights chose it for me. Apparently, I've got. I can hear bass notes well. All right, get out of here. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> The Gabba, God bless them, will be welcoming people who choose to put fake eyelashes on their car headlights. <laughs> Make a different choice. <laughs> and finally, the Gabba will allow you to watch a game even if you choose to listen to Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Day breakfast. Now, yesterday we had a low court of Australia, Matt O'Kine, uh, in which mm-hmm. a couple who had been together for 11 years found out uh, the most horrible thing in that they <laughs> brushed their teeth differently. One applied water at the end of the toothbrushing process. One did it twice. I mean, you found a very nice compromise of applying water to the brush, then putting the toothpaste on, then chucking it in the gob. One suggestion I had was to put up a divider between their two sinks so you couldn't see what the other was doing, out of sight, out of mind. Much like mm. sometimes you go to a urinal at an airport and they've got those sort of dividers in between. And then uh, producer yeah. Bron asked an interesting question, which I, is particularly valid because wouldn't be in there too much. Producer Bron, would you mind uh, asking that question again? So I don't really go into male bathrooms, <laughs> so I'm not sure what goes on in there. But I, I just had a question about... I didn't know if they had dividers or not. I thought it was just an open sort of big trough. <laughs> <laughs> big, a big free-for-all. It's the right word. It is. It is a trough. We are absolute pigs just <laughs> doing our business in there. Well, the thing is, there are so many different types. And I guess you might see them from movies and stuff. Yeah. But there are. there is that big metal one that's just a it replaces the wall well that's basically. what i was picturing yeah yeah but um yeah, more cool. recently and i think they were more popular back in the day like i remember even in mildura one time going to a mini golf course and one of the obstacles was it was a urinal around the side so if you hit it in and it fell in the trough it was a bloody impossible to get out but that's one of them wait no one was using it for its normal case were they well not while i was there <laughs> <laughs> but um either way it's that size because people have often have very poor aim. And in fact, <laughs> in fact, at the bloody at the ones here at mm. work, Bron, in the little listener studios, they've got they do have one of those wall ones. Mm-hmm. And on the grounds, the bit that you stand on is like a metal grate. Yep. So that any Are you not standing on the floor? No, 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 no. no. You stand on like a grate. A little metal platform. And the metal wall goes all the way to the ground and then underneath your feet. Yeah. But there's actually a sign in these toilets that says, the grate is there for a reason, use it. <laughs> to like, oh, really? So people are ignoring the grate, obviously, <laughs> and standing, standing on the back. floor and just going the real rainbow three-pointer, trying to get it in. Another thing, Brian, that you might not be aware of, sometimes there's little pictures of flies in the little <laughs> yeah. toilet what urinal you, thing. Why? Well, well, you're supposed to <laughs> aim at it. It's like a, a target. Yeah, it's yes. a psychological um, uh, tool which people have figured out if there's a pretend little fly... <laughs> And I'm not talking about when it's you pull your joke. pants down. No, 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 no. no. This is no, what I'm, I'm telling you. Sometimes there's a little fly on the thing. They put a yeah little sticker of a blowfly on the urinal, and you're meant to aim at it 
um, to encourage people to just not be so flippant with their targets and become more of a sniper rather than a. But why you know, is it a fly? I don't know because men are sadistic and want to kill a. <laughs> Insect hey, with no, urine. I don't know. But also, also, th- th- that's actually not just the uh, the reason as well. Um, it, it first introduced. Okay, I'm just having a little read now. First introduced at Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam, 1999. Well, it's an okay. international thing that there's flies <laughs> yeah. everywhere. I'm telling you, there's a little fly on the toilet, and it is. To, it's not to. Re- it's not to do the psychological thing. That's I was, I was finding it. Oh, really? Strange why you were why you were saying that. No, it is to reduce. Cleanup costs. What? So they put it in the most optimal part of the urinal to reduce splashback mm-hmm. and to save from people from it. Well, splashing. it's psychological in that you're meant to aim at it. Yes, definitely, definitely, yeah, and to reduce mess. So it is like you're aiming at the fly, yeah. and so you don't. No got- pun intended, but it sounds like you guys are taking the absolute piss. <laughs> I do not believe you. I don't believe this. We're not. It's true. It's absolutely true. But look, I mean, there's lots of things. I didn't. It took me a very long time to know anything about mm. uh, women's because- toilets as well. I certainly didn't know how much your bloody gas bag in there. <laughs> We're in and out. It's a good, yeah, good time to chat in the toilet. I'll tell you what, I was shocked how much graffiti is in those toilets as well. Oh, my gosh. When have you been into the women's bathroom, Matt? I don't know. Every now and then I'll sit down in a toilet and then look to my left and be like, a sanitary bin? (laughs) Hold on a minute. (laughs) A lost traveller in a new world. Well, I said on the weekend when we were all hanging out at the photo shoot that I accidentally put highlighter on instead of blush and you both thought I meant a literal... Highlighter pen, yeah, I thought texture, you were. and I actually meant like glitter. I accidentally put a bunch of glitter on my face. We thought you'd got the Faber Castell out and just like <laughs> really drawn attention to the ble- like a blemish on your skin. Yeah. I'm going to highlight that Let's one. Say- Quite a bright pink blush you've got going on there, Bron. But um, please get in touch with us. Let us know the mysteries that you've found out of uh, of some new gender worlds that you've not been involved in. We love you. Get in touch, Matt dot and dot Alex. Well, when we promise a story, we deliver. And yesterday, after the Better.com CEO, Vishal Garg, let go 900 people in a single Zoom, we talked about leaving workplaces, okay? Sometimes under inglorious circumstances. And Matt was reminded of a time that he was working on a television program and... um, it was sort of the beginning of the end, wasn't it, mate? Because you just started working. Oh, no, nah, look, it was the end of the end. I mean, the <laughs> end was so, uh, the end was way before that. This was the, it was just right down at the bottom. Yeah, right. And um, it was just one of those tough situations. It was the crumbs in the bottom of the Pringles jar. Not even the shapes, not even the crumbs at the bottom of the shapes, which is like a nice little burst of flavour at the end. Yeah. <laughs> this was the crumbs that you find uh, down the back of the bus seat. <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, it was okay. it was the very end. All right. Anyway, I still don't know whether I was in the wrong or not, okay? Yeah. I've evaluated this joke several times, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I like to try and 
you know, not isolate anyone or offend anyone when, mm. when I'm doing comedy, especially if it's on a TV show, mm. all right, and it's, you know, going to be seen to the by the world. I don't want to I don't want to isolate audiences. To an audience who might be seeing you for the first time, don't know yeah, that everyone, you are like, a good person, a kind of person. I don't know anyone's experience. I'm not going to make I don't I don't like to make fun of I, I I look, I try to think that I don't do discriminatory material, all right? So yep. I evaluated everything and thought I think that this joke clears the bar, all yes. right? I think. Mm. And you pitch it to the to the crew and they could say, yep, that's good to go in the script or they could say, no, we're not going to leave that out. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. So, uh, and, and also, please, I mean. And you're already frustrated with this working environment. You're really tired. You're yeah. getting up for breakfast radio. The show's bombing. Uh, you're it's, getting bad feedback. Yeah, I'm getting up breakfast radio as well. Um, people are saying that I'm not funny. I'm trying yeah. different things. You're you on know? edge. Yeah. People are saying, oh, the, the jokes are too soft. Too lame. You know? So yeah, That's because there was, there was kids in the audience. So I had to do like jokes that, would, that six-year-olds would enjoy and people are like, oh, this is lame. And I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Yep. Anyway, so a situation comes out, story about um, one of the first gay footballers mm -hmm. in the European League, okay? Yeah, right. Um, wasn't there an Australian footballer recently who was celebrated for... Um, uh, first openly gay footballer in the A-League? Yeah, Josh Cavallo, right? Yeah. So Josh Cavallo came out, first openly gay footballer and I believe, yeah, so soccer star in Australia. Um, so that was like a heralded, great, exciting sort of uh, situation. Awesome Anyways. moment. So this happens in Europe and people are kind of celebrating it too and, and I... Um, and the joke was, okay, look, you're already nervous. I mean, I'm nervous retelling it. I am. I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> because I didn't. You are not a gay man. And so no, it is. No, yeah, well, that, that's, a, that's a huge, yeah. you know, uh, obstacle in me, especially. I mean, no one on the show was gay. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that, that was that obstacle, all right? Mm. So, I mean, in hindsight, I probably wasn't in the right to tell a joke like this. Yeah, because there is the, you know, quite um, quite valid statement, not about us without us as well, which yeah. could be over many different things. And so, look, you are in different areas depending on the joke. But I we mean, were it could celebrating be a the situation. In, yeah, so, exactly. It could so be a we super like, inclusive congratulations. thing. So, it's, yeah, let's So, go. congratulations. So, I was like, congratulations to this player, being the first player in the European League to come out. Yep. Uh, very, very exciting. Um, and no doubt has the support from everyone in the league, right? Yep. And then I said... Um, <laughs> <laughs> then I was going to say... Because this is pre-marriage equality in Australia as well, 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so equality has not been achieved yet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so so, so, so the, the joke was, uh, congratulations to this player for coming out. First uh, openly gay male footballer in Europe. Uh, he has the whole support from his club and teammates and at least we know that he's not going to go down in the box. Okay, right? now that is a, it's <laughs> so sort of you a see double, what I'm saying? A double play on words there in that. I mean, we have to we have to analyse what the joke is. It's kind the of point mocking, is, it's mocking football players for taking for a dive down all the to, get time. A, to get a penalty and in the box. And it is, and he's gay. That's what I was trying to do. And so it's like, yeah, it's not making fun of him for being gay. It's saying it's more of a joke on footballers, and he's not. Um, attracted to females, which is what it's all about. He's a homosexual man for sure. Well, that's what. So that's what. That's what the joke was. 
Anyway, <laughs> I tell you what, that blew up. I mean, it didn't even go on air. We, we were discussing it. I was yeah. like, I think it's okay. I've, I've checked yeah. everything. Yeah. I'm like, I don't believe that that particular joke is homophobic in any way. If anything, mm. it's making fun of all these diving soccer players. Mm. And then they, was like, they were like, oh, okay, put it in. And so we we're going to put it in. And then minutes before we were about to do the show, the producer runs in and is like, it's off. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do with this like minute of the show? And then they just chucked me out there and then I got really angry. I mean, I could have been wrong. And I'm sure there's people listening going like, that's completely inappropriate. Yeah. But it was all happening at the time. Well, our gay listeners, please let us know. Yeah, please Alex. let me know. Is it over the edge? Is it over the... Um What's that goal line technology? Is it, is it in the a... penalty? Is it in the penalty zone? What? Is that a red card for Matt? Is it just a warning for Matt? <laughs> a yellow card. Yeah, uh, we would exactly. love you to uh, to let us know. <laughs> uh, Matt.ad.alex. Well, Alex Dyson, our next guest uh, is award-winning Kiwi slash South African comedian Ursula Carlson um, announcing a massive stand-up tour that's going right around Australia and it's so awesome to welcome Ursula back. She's one of Australia's favourite, I mean, we're sort of almost semi-claiming her by this stage, (laughs) favourite talents. Please welcome Ursula Carlson. Thank you. Also, Matt, don't sound going all over Australia. You know everyone in Cairns is going, hey, why not Cairns? Why not Cairns? <laughs> it's all it's, it's, it's too hot. It's it's like it's like gigging in them in a fat man's armpit. That's why. <laughs> well, particularly Just, as you are in Auckland at the moment, which would get a little bit chilly, like the uh, the chilly bins which you have over there. Um, how do yes. you adapt when you do? What's how how hot do you go? Well, I mean. How very dare you? It's actually quite warm today. It is 24 degrees. Oh, that's pretty good. People forget, like, it's tropical. Auckland is tropical. It's humid. So it's 24, but um, it feels like a thousand degrees. Is it? Is it tropical? I don't think of tropical. I mean, I know that you've, you've got blonde hair now, which looks incredible. Like, you look very sun swept. Thank you. But I don't know if. I think that you're pulling it off, not Auckland. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. So we are tropical and, you know, like say Byron Bay is tropical as in, oh, someone left the sauna open. Auckland is tropical as in who did not put the extractor fan on in the bathroom when they had a shower? <laughs> <laughs> so we are tropical. I'm picturing it perfectly. Uh, well, you, the problem in Auckland at the moment is you can't go out and enjoy the sunshine to the fullest. What's going mm. on with uh, Jacinda and the cases and the and the Omicron? Look, what are you What are you doing over there? Because people still can't come here and vice versa. I know people are trying to get there and having to quarantine for four weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, look, you know, our mum is real strict. As soon as we had one case, she said, "Look, the floor outside your house is lava." Don't mess around, you stay in your house. And so we have. And you know what? Like a lot of people are doing it tough. And I just want to say to those people, grow a pair. My mother came over the day before we went into lockdown for a two-week visit. It's been four months. Oh. <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, what have you been up to in your lockdown? Because you've probably been, and I don't say this lightly, the most locked down person that I know. <laughs> like you, in an, an actual quarantine, you yeah. have been in hotel rooms for more than anyone I know. You've been in your house more than anyone. What have you been doing to pass this time? 
Look, I mean, you know, a lot of people take up, like I've heard people in that first lockdown, which is just a few weeks, really. Mm. They learn new languages. They learn new <laughs> skill sets. I have done nothing. I have I have not grown as a human. I have not even sorted out the garage. I have done sweet blue all. I didn't even start baking. People are like, oh, my God, I'm baking. I'm like, are you? Are you really? You know what I discovered? Napping. I'm nailing it. Like, <laughs> two to four hours daily. Oh, the point of napping. That's that's not too bad. Was there anything that um, I know that's going to get continually push back and push back and push back. You know, in, in my life, I always always think, oh, it'd be cool to learn a language or something like that and never get around to it. What is your never get around to thing? Well, I already speak more than one language. So I'm basically nailing that. <laughs> I guess my never getting around to it is running a marathon. You know how people get to something and they're like, there's an incident, maybe a health issue mm. or a friend of theirs goes through something traumatic or divorce, you know, and then people go, I'm going to run a half marathon. I'm going to do a fun run. Nothing like that has ever crossed my mind. Like, not even, <laughs> not even fleetingly. Like, when people, even when I see cool sneakers, and don't get me wrong, as, as a lesbian, I'm into new sneakers. I'm like, those are cool. But I don't utilize it for what it's made for, you know. So, so. Never. I've never seen that and gone, God, I just want to go for a run. Well, a fun run is a bit of an oxymoron, isn't it? It's I like know, how can I the two running. of those I hate sync running. up? You're um, going to have to chase me with a knife to get me <laughs> Hey, Ursula, um, you, you mentioned your mum's been staying with you for four months. What What's that dynamic like? What What, what about your mum kind of sticks out? Does she have any quirks? Look, um, Matt, I'd love to unpack all of this, but she's literally sitting two and a half metres away from me. <laughs> so, can you turn the camera? Yeah, can, can we, we see? Wave? Can we wave to your mum? <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> she's aggressively glaring. Mom, he's, come and, he's come and have a look and say hi to the guy. She's going to come pop in on the camera in a second. Come, come in. Here she is. Hello, Miss Carson. Hi. I can't hear you. How's New Zealand? She loves it. She loves it. (laughs) (laughs) She's got a passport, mate. Tell you what, when when I go to visit my dad, I immediately, something switches in my mind and I revert and I suddenly am very messy. I slob around all day. I don't help with anything. He is so good to me. But there's something in my mind where I'm just like... I want to go stay with your dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have something like that? What was childhood as you're like? Are you starting to get some more um, some more of uh, the young you coming through? No, not really because I'm quite stubborn and, you know, outspoken. Um, but we, we actually work together well as a team. I do all the cooking. My mum doesn't cook, um, but she does all the cleaning. So, uh, see, I would take that any day yeah. of the week. Absolutely. Well, Ursula, thank you so much for chatting to us. We'll get you, let you get back to another tea with your mum, but we cannot <laughs> wait to see you back in Australia. You're doing a massive tour kicking off at the uh, Comedy Festival at the end of March through April. Brisbane Convention Centre, Newcastle in May as well, Sydney, Perth, Adelaide, Hobart, Canberra, Nary Warren, if you don't yeah, mind, man. and uh, finishing up in Darwin. Speaking of stepping out of the sauna, you're going to have a good time uh, up in Darwin in June as well. 
Look, I've had people promise that they will keep all of my crevices cool. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, a good way is to have a little swim at the crocodile enclosure. I went to Crocosaurus Cove when I was in Darwin and they just put you in a tank. You get to hang out with a uh, a large saltwater crocodile right next to wow. your face. I'm going to put that right there in the category of running a marathon. And- <laughs> <laughs> Um, congrats on the tour. We can't wait to uh, check it out. All those dates. Head to uh, livenation.com.au if you want to check out Ursula. Hey, Ursula Carlson, thank you so much. And, and bye, Mrs. Ursula, as well. It's <laughs> a bye, Mrs. Ursula. <laughs> All day breakfast. Oh, it brings us to the end of another Matt Nux All Day Breakfast. Thank you again to Ursula Carlson and oh. Mrs. Ursula Carlson, Mama Ursula Carlson. Yeah, Mama Carlson uh, joining us there live from Auckland. Really, really awesome stuff. Thank you to Matt O'Kine for sharing that um, joke. Oh, I feel um, nervous still, you know what I mean? I always get that nervous feeling. Get the nervous feeling. Um, well, Taken out of context as a snippet, I mean, Sky News could have a field day. Well, please feel free to get in touch with the show with what you think. We'd love you to um, run the sniff test over it, the pub test. Wouldn't be Sky News, would it? It'd be, um, I don't know, one of the other publications, <laughs> someone far more. Go on, uh, go on, get nervous again. <laughs> go on, <laughs> name them. Go on, go on. But you know what I mean, though. It'd be someone that's like really. It'd be some blog that like I haven't yeah. heard of yet that is like on its way up and is is just ready to shred people like me. <laughs> well, just. should Matt be taken to the shredders? Please get in touch. Uh, comedy is, you know, it's a wily game, and if he has overstepped the mark. You are the one of the best people to be able to go, yep, yeah, I'll take that. That is too far. And, yeah, absolutely, please do let us know uh, what you thought, your, your feelings towards my joke. Was it right? Was it wrong? Um, get in touch at matt.n.alex or mattandalex.com.au. Was it light? Did it pong? You know. Exactly. Whatever. Mind blown or mild grown? <laughs> um, don't abuse people. All right, that's it from Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.